Hello and welcome to the Ask the Geographer podcast series from the Department of Education and Outdoor Learning at the Royal Geographical Society with IBG. I'm Harry. In each podcast, I'll meet geographers from around the world to ask them about topical events, timely publications and geographical research. Today we're joined by Francisca Rocky, founder of Black Geographers and content and external staff officer Louis Smith-Lassie. Louis is interning at Greenspace Pressure Group, and Francisca is a BSc student at York St. John University. Both are geographers, influencers, advocates, bloggers, and activists. Thank you for joining us today, guys. Thank you. Thank you for having us. That's quite an intro for two people, one of which is still studying at university. Did I miss anything out? I don't think so. I think it was like spot on. Um, I don't know about Louis. Louis? Yeah, I think pretty much we've covered every avenue regarding what we're doing right now. Could you give us a bit of background about yourselves, please, guys? So, uh, Louis, you were telling me that you've just completed a master's? Yes, I've just finished a master's in urban design and planning. And pretty much from finishing my dissertation, I've started interning at a um, green space pressure group, putting out reports regarding kind of green belt development and green building in around like London metropolitan area. That sounds brilliant. And Francisca, what are you doing at the moment? Um, so I'm still a BSc geography student at York St. John University. Um, I did take a gap year out of education, um, just like when I finished my A-levels. And then after that, just like work and things like that. Because I wasn't really sure if I still wanted to go to university when I first applied in 2017. I'm still a student. Um, I'm one of the very few students on the team. Fantastic. Um, Francisca, can you explain which one of your many hats that you wear the most? Uh, you're still a student, as you said. Um, does one take priority over the others? You've, you've got a really big online presence to, to manage as well as everything. I feel like it depends what I'm doing. So if I'm doing writing, so I have a blog and I also write on a medium um, and I get commissioned to write pieces for different things that I am advocate for or that I have an interest in. So when I'm like writing, then that's kind of the hat that I wear because I've always done that. Um, I started writing when I was 13 or 14. That's actually when I started my blog and I've always kept it. So no matter like what I've done throughout my life, I'm always like, no, that's one thing that I actually enjoy um, and that I always continue doing. I kind of got into like, I guess, influencing when like Instagram came around um, and then like working with brands and trying out products and going to like events and things for like new products or new ranges or anything like that. And then with being an activist, it's kind of with being a very sceptical, outspoken, inquisitive person, I guess. Like I really enjoy reading, um, not just about like geography, but about loads of things that happen in the world, not just in England, but like all over the world in general. And then from there, it was like, okay, well, why do I not see people that look like me in some of the spaces that, you know, I want to see change in? And that's kind of how like the advocate side came about and being an activist. Um, and then obviously being a geographer, I study geography. And you seem to have quite a strict schedule. Did I read somewhere that you always write on a Sunday with a Wednesday upload? Yeah. So every single Sunday, usually I try. Um, doesn't always happen. But I dedicate that time to just like, I call it a self-care Sunday. So on a Sundays, I'm like, no, I'm not doing any work. I'm just going to sit and write. Um, I actually write for a mental health organisation now called My Mind Matters Too. So I have to write pieces for their site every like three weeks or so so I dedicate that day to writing not just for myself but for like other 
publications and organizations as well. I love the sound of that self-care Sunday label. Um, Louis, this year, the death of George Floyd sparked protests across the world and a new wave of cultural realisation in the UK. How have things changed for you working at Greenspace Pressure Group or having lived in Liverpool um, or in wider life? Um, yeah, I think for, for me, it's definitely great that people are starting to notice that change needs to happen. And instead of just saying it, you're actually starting to see, you know, initiatives being put out and funds being put in place. I think especially working at my internship, I've definitely kind of had a conversation with my manager where she was kind of saying, you know, I really do want more black people, more minority and ethnic people to come and work for us at this pressure group because, you know, we need to hit all the voices. We need more people to have seats at the table. Mm -hmm. And I, I think it's just great because now, especially seeing even when my friends are working, one of my best friends, Ella, who's a black geographer as well, her CEO of her workplace decided to open a black fund and invest £100,000 for um, black initiatives for different groups in their company to almost present for. And it, the aim of that was for one group to just win the £100,000 to focus on their black initiative. But instead, when they had their pitch, she decided, you know what, no, this is not just for one group, all of these groups that I've asked to present an idea should all receive some funding at least so that we are managing to diversify a whole amount of initiatives so I think change is happening and it's more so I feel like older generations are listening but also where mine and Fran's generation are being given those opportunities now we're really being able to be given that seat at the table to bring that change. Definitely. And are you seeing increased representation at the table i think so yeah i think from this year onwards i mean the hope in me and the positivity and the optimist in me believes that we will mm. and it is just about kind of letting it play out now because it's almost that the facts have been shown more so i mean the facts have always been shown whether it's been police brutality it's been happening or there has been calls for diversity but you know the facts really have been shown whether it's the notion of people acknowledging privilege and really understanding what for example what white privilege is and the conversations have actually been going on for longer and are continuing to happen so I think definitely from this year onwards which I think has been a wake-up call in more ways than one for all of us is that we'll begin to start seeing these changes and you know I'm not expecting it to be or none of us are expecting it to be instant but we want it to be meaningful rather than just something happening and it being short-term Definitely. Change should actually just be long term and substantial and actually have some semantic feeling behind it. Yeah, and I think that's something for us that our scholarship programme is going to do is that, you know, we said that we're trying to diversify geography. We've said that we want to get more black students into geography, and these are all things that we are doing, like with our um, mentorship programme, <clears throat> tuition, and with the events that we hold for students to pick up skills outside of their learning like you know at university or at school um but this is something where it's like no actually we want to invest in you and we want to help you progress in geography because as you know geography as a degree is not very cheap it can get very expensive with field trips um having to buy equipment like um rain boots and hiking boots and all that type of stuff so it's kind of removing those financial barriers that for people who come from low socioeconomic backgrounds of mixed black or black heritage um, have 
they won't have them they'll actually be able to study something that you know is very up and coming with everything that's going on in the world you mentioned your membership program there francisca um and tutoring if i was a black geography a-level student where could i go to read about that from black geographers do you have a website or do you have a presence in wordpress Mm -hmm. so our website launched on the 1st of september um and then the mobile friendly version launched like two weeks ago so that took a little bit extra time um because i have been like coding a lot of it myself you can go on what we do and that will have our mentorship program um the young geographers project which is our outreach that we're going to be doing in school starting from january next year um and then tuition is on like the main page at the bottom which is also coming soon just have to wait for a few more like dbs checks and things to come back first as you know with covid um there's a lot of delay on things like that and do you want to read out the the web link the url for, for anyone listening yeah so it's www.blackgeographers.com fantastic am i right in thinking that black geographers just started with an innocuous tweet back in april yeah so on um, anyone who knows me <laughs> knows i like to tweet about my ideas or my views on like loads of different things that happen in the world or like things that happen in my own life so on this particular day i was speaking with eden eden's now a marketing officer at black geographers and is also a black geographer at the university of reading um after taking like a year out in between her studies and i was saying how at my university i'm the only black girl on my course which is true Um, similarly to a lot of the people that work on our team have either been the only black person on their courses or in their workspaces that are geography like careers like with Louis as an urban planner and then from there I just kind of like went on a bit of a rant about you know why like why are numbers for black geographers low Um, you know why do the black community maybe not see the value in studying geography as opposed to being a doctor or being an engineer you know a stem that will take you directly to a job and then from there, I kind of like thought of the name, you know, Black Geographers, are colours that I wanted to use for like our website and our logo and things. So like the yellow that we use is a similar match to the National Geographic yellow. And that was like very purposeful. So I kind of went from like there and going on like a bit of a journey of like, right, what's our branding going to be? What is it that I actually want to do and how am I going to do it? Um, and then from there, loads of more opportunities have come like forward for example us working with s3 to develop the heritage scholarships and things like that you're picking up so many skills francisca with with coding website design (laughs) the work that you're putting in with your membership program the tutoring it's amazing you've mentioned eden there um could you talk us through your team it's obviously both of you and do you have a fourth member so there's actually nine people on the team now oh wow yeah so in the beginning there was four so it was uh, myself, Abby and Eden right in the very beginning so Eden is someone who's one of my friends um, and then Abby is actually actually studies psychology and a sustainable fashion blogger um, so she used to do our social medias like in the very beginning and then as we grew and like you know we found more black geographers and stuff and like we got to interview more people um, that's how we came to have a team of just black geographers so people only studying geography because that also helps with you know when we're thinking about ideas and things we can all bring together our experiences and see how we can use those to bring about change so now there is myself 
Louis. Louis is a content external staff officer. Eden is a marketing officer. Liv, Olivia, is a fundraising officer. Baz is PR and outreach. Adama is a COO. And Ellie is operations manager. And then we've got an admin assistant called Chiedza. So you've really grown in in a short six months. Mm -hmm. What do you want to achieve with the Black Geographers? So for me, it's not about like it being a popularity thing. It's not about it being like, oh my, you know, I want to be known worldwide or anything like that. Even though I am like, I guess, a public figure, I don't like attention. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> so for me, it's more about like building a community and, you know, actually interacting with people, actually speaking to people. Because that's even something when I used to work in retail and stuff, I was like, you know, talking to people is so much more to me than just, you know, trying to get them out of the shop like quickly as possible. I like talking to people. Um, and I guess that's what I like about what we do is that I get to speak to so many different black geographers and I have them email me or DM me or, you know, like comment under our posts and start conversations with them. Obviously, obviously I do have university and I do work on other things outside of black geographers. So I don't get to like dedicate as much time as I'd like to talking to people. But for me, it's about building something that's long lasting and actually being the change that I want to see, basically. So I can't just say that I want to see an increase in black geographers if, you know, I'm not being that change as well. So I know that I want to go into a geography based career when I graduate. And I want to like do that, not just because I enjoy geography and it's something that I have actually always wanted to do. But it's like if people can see that something that I'm doing and see the journey that I'm going on, hopefully they're inspired by that and want to do something similar. Um, and I guess that's what the whole entire team does and having a black team does do is them seeing people that look like them and being like, oh, well, these are nine successful black people who studied geography and are either working in a geography career or studying geography. And while you could be interested in so many other things while studying geography, you can still progress into a career in geography and geosciences and get farther with it. And when you do get to like a career stage, it's not just going to be you. There's going to be other people there. And I guess there'll be that awareness by the time they do get there where black geographers will have been a thing. They will be aware of all the issues that black students or um, black employees face in the workplace. And it'll be a lot more of a nicer environment for them where they can just be themselves and exist as they are loudly and proudly. Louis, do you have anything to add there? Uh, Francisca was saying it's about conversation, about affecting change, and she wants it to be long-lasting. Yeah, I think I definitely agree with everything Fran said. As well, for me, I think it's, I'm just, I think, whereas I love geography as well so much, and it's just letting the people who look like myself and Fran to show, you know, you can do this subject, and there are so many opportunities here for you to grab and to yet again get that seat at the table so and it's, it's just, as well as having that these conversations and finding common grounds with fellow geographers and just really being able to open up a sphere that has been there and actually making it a thing so to speak it's very important. From memory, when I was a head of geography in a secondary school, one of the obstacles to getting black students into my A-level cohort was that it wasn't perceived as academic enough by some communities. Um, Francisco, I think you've already mentioned uh, comparing it to STEM subjects and how geography sometimes loses out in the choice that some 16, 17, 18-year-olds make. Um, how do you get around that, do you think? So 
Louis and I are both black, obviously, um, and have grown up in like black households um, in the black community. So for us, it's very much that I don't think people actually understand what geography is. Um, and the way that it's taught at GCSE and A-level, I'd understand why someone would maybe not think it's academic enough or they'd maybe not see it as something that's viable as a career. Because when you get to degree level, there's so much more options within geography. Like there's so many more things that you can like research in like there's the geography of menstruation there's the geography of like the lgbtq community there's the geography of hair for example like there's just so many things that you find out about that you don't find out about until you get to university and i think a way of getting around it maybe is to highlight those things is that what it is what you're learning in geography and like how that's relatable to things that are actually going on in real life around you because geography relates to anything even like the cars that you see outside the type of stone that's used for the houses that you live like nearby and the trees and the area and so many different things that I know people don't know about um and I guess you're not exposed to it until you do get to higher level of studying geography and I guess people realizing that like for example physical geography BSc is literally a bachelor of science so you know it doesn't get much more stem than actually being a bachelor of science is more of like the humanity side of geography um which is probably what a lot of people have known it as you know coming from school and stuff um but again that's probably something you're not going to know until you get to degree level that there's different parts of geography so there is like the more physical and science side and then there's the more social um political kind of side of it in an earlier podcast with victoria ayodeji that we recorded uh, in january uh, she talked about the importance of meeting uh, uh, another girl called uh, Naima, who was the first girl from her school to go to Cambridge. Phoebe, uh, an older uh, mentor from Career Ready, and then um, someone called Josh from Target Oxbridge, who helped African-Caribbean students apply to Oxbridge. Um, she mentioned the influence of Cambridge ACS, the African-Caribbean Society. I'm just wondering, are there any similar groups that you affiliate with, either at uh, York St. John, um, or did you link up with any, Louis, when you were at Liverpool? Uh, would you encourage students to look out for these? So at York St. John, the African-Caribbean site has just been reinstated this year. Um, last year, it wasn't active. Um, and while I'm not part of ACS, I do support it because I guess it is a safe space for black students to connect um, and, you know, host events and just know that there is someone there at the university who they can turn to and then they can, you know, they share cult things that are culturally similar um, so you won't feel alien in specific spaces. For example, I go to York St John, it's a very predominantly white university, my course is very predominantly white and so is my department for geography. But I guess in sometimes I can feel alienated in the sense that, you know, it is just me as a black um, girl on the course. Um, one of my lecturers is actually black, which is great. But you do need those spaces sometimes, like, where you can just be you um, and where you're not going to have someone question your culture. You're not going to have someone question, like, our language or anything like that. You can just exist comfortably. And I do think that's very important for not just black people, but for all different types of cultures in around the world um, in, like, spaces like university. I would encourage students to look for them. So, you know... 
if you're African and there's like a Ghanaian society or a Nigerian society or even the ACS, join it because um, you're going to meet so many people who share the same culture as you and it's so comforting. And then also we are going to be working with a few ACSs around the country and we're happy for them to contact us if they ever want to like run an event with us at all. And we would definitely affiliate with ourselves with any other groups that are doing similar work. So there's Black Girls Camping Trip, which is obviously very aligned with geography. It's an outdoor um, initiative by Tiana Johnson, which is trying to get more black women and non-binary black people to in like outdoor spaces, which you don't often see us placed in, like through advertising and marketing and things like that. So that's another like great initiative that we'd like to affiliate ourselves with that we do affiliate ourselves with across our social medias. But yeah, anything to add, Louis? Um, yeah, I definitely think, like you said, Fran, joining kind of ACS is provides you with a safe space and to meet people like you at universities, especially when you don't feel like there is someone like you in that in that initial kind of course you're on. I think that's something I was kind of lucky with on my geography course was that there was around I think 10 black people so I think where I wasn't where ACS in Liverpool wasn't as successful there was that instance where a lot of there was a group of 10 of us and while we all had our own friendship groups within the course we knew each other and we hung out and there was that kind of sense of security which kind of did make up for not having an successful ACS I mean I don't know what it is currently right now at Liverpool but um, I definitely think in the sense of if you're looking for people who are like you and you want to feel part of a community, definitely joining ACS or even so um, country-specific societies that relates to your background. I think it definitely is something to do when you're at university. Louis, as a content creator, is it important to also consider background in regards to the curriculum? Can you explain what decolonising the curriculum actually means for people who haven't heard the term before? Yeah. Um, so for me, decolonising the curriculum means looking at the curriculum right now and the teaching and learning that students and school group pupils are being taught. And I think what Black Lives Matter has shown and when people have really looked at the curriculum right now is that it is it is very whitewashed. And from whether it be, you know, the books you learn in English to the case studies in geography, there's a lot of whitewashing that goes on and I think for example me myself and Fran were in a um, decolonizing the curriculum session and one of the teachers spoke about a case study that was on Bristol and it's a geography textbook and how which is very current there actually was no mention of the slave trade's role in Bristol and so she wrote a case study for them to kind of say hey this is something that's happened in the city and here's something that actually relates to a lot of other people people can learn about. And I think it's just about helping schools and universities understand their cohorts and seeing that you do have some diversity or diversity in your cohort. Maybe you can start to use examples or teachings or do more research that they feel encouraged. And I think when you look at when people are at school, what way I see it, well, I kind of thought about this last night was, a lot of people, some people don't like school and you can kind of look at it from the perspective of if you're not learning or being taught something that relates to you, when there is a capacity to be have to have examples that do relate to you, you're kind of not going to want to learn, in my opinion. Definitely. 
And I think for me, luckily, I like learning, but I think there are people who do have a capacity to learn and have so much potential, but where teachers aren't really, or the curriculum or examples aren't inputting certain things in the curriculum, there isn't going to be much diversity. And I think another example I remember is being in my, I think it was my GCSE exam, and it was a question on the African Rift Valley. And of course, teachers can pick and choose what they want from the curriculum, which obviously whatever, whatever they have experience of. But I remember being in that exam kind of thinking, how come I've never learned about this? As an example, you know, I'm, even though I'm West African, I'm just thinking, oh, that would have been nice to learn about actually something that's from the continent I'm from. And I think that's what 2020 kind of has helped with is helping people to see, okay, do you know what? Let's kind of have a real broad view of what's going on now and seeing the opportunities we have here to teach students. And so I think it's definitely just opening people's eyes to what's being put out and information that people are being given. Definitely. If you're gonna, if you want to engage with other groups, mm-hmm. then you need to show those other groups. Like, mm-hmm. if you want me as a black geographer to be interested in geography, I want to see some black people. Like, I want to see black countries being used um, in case studies because I can relate to that. Like, for example, I'm part Zimbabwean, and whenever Zimbabwe is brought up in geography, it's always about corruption mm-hmm. um, and the economy. And it's like, well, you know, that's not the only thing that I know the country that I'm from as. I know it's so many other things um, as a Zimbabwean woman. So it would be great if, you know, even when a country that you are from is being used in different lights, because it's not always negative. Like even when they speak about Africa, not the whole of Africa doesn't just have one, you know, perceived view. There are so many different things within Africa. Like, for example, Congo has one of the biggest volcanoes. And this is something that we discovered when we did like a virtual field trip type thing over on our Instagram when it was Congo Independence Day. Um, and I thought then, like, why have I never learned about this? Um, and there was loads of like black environmentalists and geologists and things on YouTube that were doing videos, like documenting their journey up to this volcano in Congo. And I would have loved to see stuff like that, like during my A-levels and during my GCSEs, because I would have been so much more interested that's not to say that I don't find geography interesting when I don't see people that represent me, but it's just a different level of, oh, wow, like that person looks like me. They're doing something that I'm interested in. I don't feel alienated in that space because there is actually a black woman who is the same skin tone as me or has come from the same place as me, speaks the same language as me, has the same culture as me in a space where you don't often see people that look like you. And sometimes I think the way that geography is perceived even by departments in like marketing and in the case studies they use and the text that they recommend students to read, etc., is what role do they play in perpetuating the idea of geography as a white discipline? Some very important points there about reflecting diversity in the classroom, in the curriculum, making it relevant, making it relatable. So that's the message. Um, Francisca, You hope to organise face-to-face meetups and a network of black mentors. Um, How is the initiative going? What are the next steps? Uh, What do you need to succeed? Um, So, obviously, COVID (laughs) has kind of got in the way of the idea of face-to-face meetups. But thank God for technology, we're still able to run virtual events. And we have been doing since July. 
which is great because we get to meet people that way, um, either, you know, when they have their cameras on or when they're talking to us in the chat box or their feedback after the event has happened. Um, and then for black mentors, we're getting, so people have graduated and are like working in a career or third years to mentor first years, people are studying at GCSE or people are studying at A-level who know they'd want to go on with like a geoscience or geography career but need that helping hand with applying for internships or you know applying for funding for a project or anything like that and we think that's a really good way as well for them to have someone who can help them and guide them so that they don't then have to go through you know the difficult part of having to find out all these things alone and being like I don't really know where to go for something you have someone there for you that's actually going to help and guide you um, to get you to where you want to be within your career that initiative is starting on Monday next week. So on Monday, um, our first like cohort of mentees is going to be matched with their mentors. Um, and then from there, we'll see like how that works, how that's going. And then we can open it up to more people, you know, going forward. And what we need to succeed, I guess, is any black geographers out there or any black geoscientists out there coming forward um, dropping us an email, sending us like a tweet or a message on our Instagram, you know, offering the help if they can't help is great. And I guess like people sharing our message and what it is that we're trying to do as well, because I mean, what we're doing is positive. We want more black people in geography. We want to diversify geography. We also want people to treat geography with the same respect as you do other subjects, which often it doesn't get you know and by diversifying geography that improves the subject as a whole for all races and I think that's very important um that's I guess what it needs to succeed is people who back what we do promote what we do um and if they can help us that's great because as you know there's a team of nine of us and me I'm a student and I do other things so whenever people like offer their help or anything I'm always willing to take it because um, I realise I can't do everything myself and if I want to do everything I want to do with black geographers it's impossible to do it as a lone person which is why I have a team of nine now um, and things run a lot more smoother now. And if someone wanted to reach out to offer that help Francisca what's your Twitter handle what's the best way to to get in touch? Um, so my Twitter handle is at Francisca Rocky and then our Instagram for black geographers is just black geographers um we also have a twitter for black geographers which is black geo with a g at the end as well and then org or via email info at blackgeographers.com or myself francisca at blackgeographers.com or louis which is just louis at blackgeographers.com um and then if you go on our website as well you can see the coo adama the research officer and if you want to speak to people specifically, so like PR and outreach, that you go to Baz. Um, so she is a Baz at blackgeographers.com. Um, or Cynthia, if you want to get involved in our research or there is something that you'd like us to research or work on research together, that's the person to go through. So that's Cynthia at blackgeographers. And then anything that's like operations related or... Um, business related it'll be myself or Adama and Adama is just Adama at blackjoffers.com 
Fantastic. Finally, to both of you, um, COVID-19 has just been mentioned, actually. Uh, has it disrupted your business plans? Um, you, you mentioned a black girls camping trip that you hoped to do a moment ago. Um, what's 2020, 2021 looking like uh, as we go forward? So we're quite lucky that we are CIC. Um, so that's a social enterprise, non-profit organisation. So we can run like fundraisers and things. That's not something that even if COVID wasn't a thing that we weren't able to do, we can run digital fundraising and things like that, which we've done a bit at the moment and it has been successful. Um, obviously, we're able to apply for funding and things like that as well um, and get people involved in our digital campaigns and things like that. It's 2020, it's 2021. Um, I guess the plan is to hopefully be able to do live talks and maybe like a geography conference or um, a networking event in real life so the other night we had a skills workshop for LinkedIn so getting um, young geographers using like LinkedIn and networking in that way it'd be great to have like a physical event where they could do something like that and actually network with companies and each other similarly to how they do if you were to study law you know they have like their annual networking events and stuff I don't see why geography can't have something similar Obviously, the atmosphere will be a lot more relaxed because geography is a very like relaxed subject, um, and the work you can go in with geography is usually a lot more relaxed than like a corporate environment. So it'd be great to do similar things like that, so we can actually get people talking from all over the world, all over the country, and you know helping each other to progress within our careers as well. The Black Girls Camping Trip is actually another CIC um, that we're hoping to like work with next year. Um, as well as a few other like black-led CICs or um, businesses Um, because obviously we don't just want to progress our own we want to work with other people in our community as well who are doing very similar work to us so Black Girls Hike as well that's trying to get more black women, black girls, non-binary people going hiking which is another thing that you don't often see black people doing but obviously as geographers that's something that we do but you know the wider community we also want to involve them in geography as well because who says that you have to even study geography to be a geographer? Like, why can't you just have an interest in geography and be someone who researches it for fun and then, you know, see yourself as someone who's, like, a geographer? Just like if you like writing, you can call yourself a writer. Um, so that's kind of what we want to do, not just engage students, but engage the wider community and get people who, you know, don't study geography to be thinking about geography and to be engaging with geography because they do subconsciously engage with the environment and engage with things that geographers are studying or researching on a daily basis without even knowing. It's a very exciting time. Thank you both very much for joining us today. Good luck for the future and good luck for growing black geographers. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. Thanks for listening. If you like this podcast, please subscribe to the Ask the Geographer podcast series on iTunes and SoundCloud.com. Be inspired and stay informed with the Society's wide range of resources, many of which are free. School membership unlocks access to other excellent resources, including online lectures and many other tailor-made benefits for teachers and students. Access our resources at www.rgs.org schools.